Center for Parent Youth Understanding and the CPYU Podcast Network, you're listening to The Word in Youth Ministry, a podcast by youth workers for youth workers, where we give insights, strategies, and helps for effectively teaching God's Word to our students. Here we are on episode 44 of The Word in Youth Ministry. My name is Kyle. I'm here as usual with my friends Matt and Linda, and we are excited about today's topic. Uh, we have our first ever returning guest on the on uh, this episode. This is episode 44, talking about teaching the Old Testament to students. And we have Dr. Mitch Chase with us. Uh, episode 33, we talked about typology and allegory and thinking through teaching that to students. Um, but before we get too far ahead of ourselves, Linda, uh, this episode is going to be dropping, Lord willing, in January, a new year of student ministry. Uh, what's one or two things you're looking forward to, uh, just even thinking about the fact that we are youth workers, what's one or two things you're looking forward to in the new year of student ministry? Uh, you know, actually, I would say one thing for us, it feels like a new season is starting right now because we just hired an additional staff person mm. and man, the increased capacity we have for things is so exciting. Um, I just feel like I have a really strong and great team here. So we're excited about what it looks like to do student ministry with three people now instead of just two. And um, I think we've got some really good topics lined up for our students, um, particularly our high school students this coming semester. Um, yeah, we're just looking forward to, to a lot um, of that kind of stuff. That's awesome. And what a good time to, you know, right? Not only does the calendar year switch, but now you get to kind of pivot a little bit. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. And so, Matt, as we think about you and uh, your role at your church, uh, give us an update on what you're excited for in the new year. Yeah, so um, uh, in, in within the last couple of uh, weeks, even just a, just a little bit over a month and a half, um, our church has called me to be the co-lead pastor here. So we we called a new lead pastor. We're going to do kind of this model where we're going to be uh, doing this pastor pastoring and leading the church together. So I'm really excited about that. One of the things that has been such a joy and delight uh, is that I really grew up at the ch this church, and uh, I know our youthies really really well. And uh, I am, uh, I'm just so thankful and excited that I um, get to still be connected to our youth ministry and our youth kids. And so that they now have a connection with that guy who's up there leading and teaching on a Sunday morning at, at church. And I, I think that's just going to be a huge blessing to me to kind of be thinking through like, how do I teach and lead um, with a particular thoughtfulness to the next generation? And also, I'm just excited that our kids have a connection to their to their pastor, to their lead pastor, co-lead pastor. So that that's just a huge blessing in my heart. Man, how exciting, you know, 2023, you're in this new role now. And, you know, it does, I think, affect the student ministry because they have such a tie to you. Um, I think about in my own ministry, part of uh, why we're having Mitch back here um, to return to talk about teaching the Old Testament to students is I'm excited. I love to read theology books with students, and I particularly love reading small theology books with students because it helps them feel like they're accomplishing something, and it lets them, um, you know, hopefully build rhythms in their life where they can um, read books about the Bible and about theology, and then they can hopefully do that for the rest of their lives. So uh, several episodes ago, episode 33, uh, this uh, Mitch told us a book was about to be released with 10 of those publishing, and uh, it was called Understanding the Story of the Old Testament Hope for All the Earth. 
And I read it with several students, uh, a group on Sunday mornings before church and a group of two homeschool guys on Monday mornings. And uh, I found it I found it exciting because I feel like so often we don't teach much of the Old Testament, but whatever we usually teach of the Old Testament is probably a third of the Old Testament that always gets mentioned. Genesis, Exodus, the Ten Commandments, Jonah, you know, mixing a couple of prophets here or there. And I felt like this book was helpful for us um, to just give a survey of the Old Testament to students in a bite-sized way. So Mitch, can you maybe just remind our listeners a little bit about you, your role at your church and the seminary, um, and then just a little bit about um, why you wrote this book, and then Linda will start out with a first question. Well, Kyle and, and the team, it's great to be back with you. I'm happy to be a returning guest. And um, to remind your listeners, I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm a local pastor here in the city. I've been at Cosmos Dale Baptist Church for 10 years. I'm a professor in the School of Theology at Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, uh, a school I love and students I love and faculty I admire. Um, so it's uh, a weekly responsibility that I have to be in the scriptures, uh, to teach them and to form lessons about them and to, and to preach sermons from the scriptures on a weekly basis. And uh, I love doing the Old Testament. And so my life here in Louisville uh, has been very enriched in pastoral ministry and in academic ministry by uh, trying to think about the Old Testament more clearly and faithfully uh, since it occupies so much of the, the scriptures we hold. Uh, so to, to get to your specific question about um, what's behind the book, the, the goal was to write about the Old Testament's story in Hope for All the Earth. Um, and even with the title, I'm trying to give away and not bury the lead to even make clear at the beginning uh, the global aim that the scriptures have in giving hope to sinners. Uh, the Old Testament tells that story. And I'm convinced that if we will consider the big picture of the Old Testament, the smaller and more challenging pieces could fit into place. It's a lot like looking at a puzzle box uh, as you're putting the pieces together. When you have some kind of big picture as a reference point, I think that helps all of us. Too many people will probably try to read the Old Testament without any external reference point, not a big picture that they're looking at. And, um, and we can understand why the Old Testament would be challenging, but we need to try to wrap our minds around it. It is three quarters of our Bible. Uh, so to ignore the Old Testament would be to very much diminish uh, the whole of the scriptures because it occupies so much. Uh, so the goal in this book uh, was to uh, tell the story of the Old Testament's big picture. It is a little different uh, from a normal Bible survey in that it's not like a chapter on the survey of Genesis, a chapter on a survey of Exodus, you know, and going all the way through. Uh, Old Testament surveys certainly exist, and I'm happy that publishers put them out. Um, I wanted to try to survey the Old Testament in a different way that wasn't just book by book. This is a condensed telling of the storyline, uh, and that's one way that I'm convinced we need to think about the Old Testament, especially in student ministry, where there is such widespread biblical illiteracy among our students, how can we give them the big picture? So I hope this book will serve uh, all of those goals. Yeah, and Mitch, I forgot to mention too, uh, the publisher of this book, tenofthose.com, uh, they uh, have a great website there with a lot of different books that they publish and that other publishers um, that they make available for us. They have given us 10 copies to give away to a listener of this podcast episode. Um, and so I just say, if you're listening to this and how Mitch just described this book um, might be helpful for you to have a copy for you and for several students, um, we just want you to send us an email 
at the word in YM at cpyu.org. That's the word in YM at cpyu.org. And we're just asking, give us a suggestion of a biblical text that Matt, Linda, and I can talk about in a future episode, how we might teach that text to students. Um, hmm. If you just send us an email, we have uh, 10 copies that 10 of those.com has given us generously to send to you. So um, when this podcast is coming out, you have a few weeks. If you can send us that email at the word in YM at cpyu.org by the end of the month of January, um, we'll pick the winner based on those who have suggested um, what Bible passage we can discuss. So I want to get this book into your hand and uh, just also want to recommend 10 of those.com to our listeners. So Amen. Linda, why don't you uh, ask a first question for us? Yeah. So Mitch, you've said the um, the book is going to trace the um, storyline of the Old Testament, right? So just give us the case for why do we need to be teaching that overarching storyline? Like if our students had, say, those puzzle pieces of the Old Testament, but they didn't know how the whole story fits together, what would they be missing? I think our goal as teachers of scripture is to form students in light of the biblical story so that the stories we are learning are shaping and influencing us. And therefore the biblical storyline matters because we are aiming for the transformation of young hearts. We're wanting people to fear the Lord and to love the God of scripture. And students are shaped by some story. All of us, of course, not just students, but all of us live our lives in light of certain ways we believe the world functions, ways we understand all things. And, um, and so the question isn't uh, whether people are living in light of a story. Uh, the question is whether the story they're living in light of is true. The assumptions they make about the world, their purpose in the world, um, meaning in, in life beyond this world, any, any of the assumptions that can um, um, fill in what someone's big story is, you wonder, well, how does that match up with the biblical storyline? And uh, the Christian faith doesn't begin in Matthew, it begins in Genesis. If we are wanting uh, people to grow as new covenant worshipers of the living Christ, we have to give them the whole of scripture because Jesus loved the Old Testament. It's the story that shapes the worshipers mm -hmm. of Yahweh because it tells the true story of the world. Um, and I'm convinced that that youth ministry right now has so many hurdles in its pathway with the competing cultural narratives around us. I mean, the the onslaught of postmodernism and the breakdown of objective truth and meaning all around us, this is doing a, a terrible number on, on young hearts. If we could have in youth ministries efforts made to push against that tide and to talk about the big story of scripture, we're doing so to try to recapture ruined imaginations. Um, and, and in a fallen world, we recognize that the stories and imaginations that young listeners and students have have been affected by the Genesis 3 reality. Um, we want to give them truth. And that means not just propositional truth. We want to tell the story of scripture. Uh, so these are, these are some of the ways, uh, Linda, in which I think about the importance of story for youth ministry in particular and, uh, and the value in our cultural moment of trying to tell the truth of the Bible story to imaginations. And Mitch, one of the things that I was just so um, encouraged by as I started reading your book was how there was so much um, scholarship that was packed into, uh, that's packed in here, that's in a very, very digestible format. 
Hmm. And um, I thought that's so beautiful. And so could you just, um, you know, a couple of the things that I saw, even in kind of Genesis one through three, you brought up some themes that are, that we don't talk about that often, themes like temple or sacred space, vice regency, exile, things that we don't see talked about with Genesis one through three. And I know you could just wax eloquently about this, but could you just talk a little bit about, about some of those themes in early Genesis and why they're so important to understand them uh, for the understanding the story of our lives? If we try to get our minds around the scriptures, we're going to need, we're going to need nails in the wall to hang our understandings on so that we can grow and fill in a lot of pieces in our discipleship in the years that come. And, and I'm convinced that some of the most basic and fundamental themes of scripture are rooted in the early chapters of Genesis. They don't just appear, you know, much later in more explicit texts, though that's also true. We see them early and rooted and foundational, and we want to pay attention to how the continuity of God's plan is unfolding. And we notice that um, one way to put the Bible together is to think of it in terms of sacred space, that mankind, we've been made as image bearers of God to represent him and his creation, and he's put us in sacred space to be faithful image bearers, worshipers, lovers of his truth and words, that we might then be fruitful and multiply and spread his words and wonders in our lives and teachings as faithful image bearers would. But of course, sin disrupts the world. Sin brings alienation spiritually. You see in Genesis 3 forward, the terrible challenges that sin brings internally and externally. But the end of Revelation is not just about a small piece of sacred space on the earth like the Bible begins with. The book of Revelation ends with this glorious cosmic new creation. And a way to put the Bible together is with a theme of space, presence, dwelling with God. If we want to help people um, think about the Bible well, we need to give them those nails in the wall, the hooks, the things that we can put our understanding upon and then fill in the gaps along the way. Something like temple or exile or dwelling with God, these things are rooted early in Genesis and they're not departed from as the biblical story unfolds. You, you might even say that after Genesis 3, the biblical storyline is helping us say, how can we get to God? How can we be reconciled to him? What will it take? And of course, it's the seeking of God, of, uh, by God of sinners, that's the answer. The redeeming grace of God that brings us near to him and draws sinners out of darkness into light. The rest of the Old Testament storyline is God bringing us back to God. Um, sin's alienation is answered. These are all early glimpses, though, in the Old Testament storyline in Genesis 1 through 3. Uh, so, you know, Matt, this, this idea of trying to put the Bible together, what are some of those big themes? And the ones you mentioned are those I try to highlight early so that we can realize I can, I can think about the big picture with certain categories like these. When I was a student, junior high, high school, trying to understand parts of the Bible, I don't think big picture ideas like this were clear to me at all. Um, and I, I forget which age in the years to come when I first heard those sorts of things. But you can, you can uh, even remember, though, as interpreters, how those lights would come on when certain things were pointed out to you and certain connections were drawn. And you think to yourself, 
I've, I've studied the Bible for a long time and I've never noticed this, or I've thought about the Old Testament, but never in a big picture way like this. And, um, I, and I think the earlier, the earlier we can give these angles of understanding to folks in our lives, the better. We're going to help them grapple with scripture. If we're honest, you know, the Old Testament is intimidating for initial readers of it. Um, even people who've been around the Old Testament for many years might have read very little of it carefully, may have never read all of it during their entire lives. And um, we don't want the Old Testament to remain intimidating and aloof. That just doesn't require some patient exploration of its major themes. Uh, so that's why I love those themes you mentioned, Matt, and why I think they're helpful to put the Bible together. And Mitch, thanks for thanks for taking the time to write a resource like this. I know maybe it wasn't specifically written toward teenagers, but I was just curious, uh, if I remember correctly, you have several children and one, if not more of them are teenagers. Is that right? Yeah, I do have four boys and they're, they're right now in 2022 uh, and 23, they are um, 14, 11, nine and five. Yeah. And I, I dedicated this book to them. Uh, because I wanted to write something that my oldest, my, my teenager, could read, could read thoughtfully, could make it through relatively easily, and yet um, return to in the years to come with some just basic building blocks of putting the Old Testament together. You know, my five-year-old is not going to be reading this right yeah. now. But, uh, you know, I hope in not too many years he'll have a, a budding interest in trying to understand this. Uh, so I really do have a, a younger audience in mind, and not necessarily age-wise, though I think I do. Um, I just mean spiritually young, people yeah. who are newer to the Bible. So that might mean a teenager, newer to the Old Testament. That might mean someone who was just converted at age 60, and, and they, they know there is an Old Testament. They might have heard of the book of Genesis, but they don't know what the story is. Uh, so I'm hoping that for people who are wanting to grow in their familiarity with the scriptures, whether they're a teenager or, or even much older, if they're newer to the Bible, um, I want to put those pieces in place for them. Yeah, and I, I think you accomplished your goal. I know I have the book here in front of me, and in the end, you have recommended resources for uh, those who would look for further resources. And the first one you have listed there, I think, would be either my favorite or one of my favorite books that I had to read in seminary, uh, T. Desmond Alexander's book, From Eden to the New Jerusalem, An Introduction yes. to Biblical Theology. And I just remember when I was a first-year seminary student reading that book, seeing mm -hmm. exactly what you're talking about, the like um, in order to put the Bible together, take the piece, the puzzle pieces of the Bible and just fit it together. And when I have read this book with students, I remember them, you know, going through names here that maybe they heard, you know, years ago, or maybe never even heard before, but just seeing how it fits together. And one of the helpful pieces of this book is that you, um, you at each chapter, you have a section on expecting Jesus. Mm. So we're going to take a quick break and then come back and talk some more about teaching the Old Testament to students. But I just want to remind our listeners that uh, we have 10 copies that 10 of those.com has given us to give to a youth worker to read with students. So you can just send us an email at the word in YM at cpyu.org. Give us a suggestion of a biblical text for Matt, Linda, and I to discuss in a future episode how we would think about teaching that to students. And we would love to get uh, these resources to you. Um, but also, as we're continuing this conversation here after the break, I'm just thinking about the importance of how we must teach the Old Testament to teenagers. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back.
youth workers, here at CPYU, we're excited to announce a brand new youth worker training opportunity taking place in Ligonier, Pennsylvania from March 6 to 9 of 2023. I want to invite you and your team to join us at the Northeast Youth Ministry Summit for four days of practical, hope-filled, and encouraging training and community building, all focused on this year's theme, Biblical Hope for Anxious Hearts. The Northeast Youth Ministry Summit is a joint effort of CPYU and Reformed Youth Ministries. You'll learn from Julie Lowe, Duffy Robbins, Doug Franklin, Danny Kwan, Ashley Belknap, myself, and your hosts here on the Word in Youth Ministry, Linda Oliver and Kyle Hoffsmith, along with a host of other youth ministry trainers through our large group sessions and 28 different breakouts. We hope you'll join us at the Northeast Youth Ministry Summit, Biblical Hope for Anxious Hearts, March 6-9 at the Ligonier Camp and Conference Center here in Pennsylvania. To learn more and to register, visit nymsummit.org. We're back on the Word and Youth Ministry with Mitch Chase uh, discussing teaching the Old Testament to students. Um, so, you know, one thing that I sometimes find challenging um, is something we're very much discussing in this episode. You think about the the episodes we've done before where we talk about um, how to teach a section of scripture. Usually we're choosing a pretty small section of scripture. And to me, that seems pretty easy to approach, right? Whereas what we're talking about here is how to teach a theme or a story from a wide swath of scripture. I wonder yeah. if you can give us some recommendations of how do we teach concepts like this that involve us um, covering like a, a wide swath of scripture with students. I think something that's worked well that I've seen is um, is having some kind of incentive for maybe some pre-class work on the student's part. In other words, uh, before a lesson, if, uh, if, if, if teachers were to send out some correspondence with some Bible passages, some kind of references to say, I want you to read over these verses. Here are some questions I want you to ask as you're reading, just to do some pre-reflection, right? Or, or some pre-lesson reflection. I think that can help the, the teacher because the student is coming in with certain things on their mind already that have been percolating. Now, of course, not every student may jump at this, but it, but I do think it could help the growth of students who are already trying to lean in more. And maybe teachers could think creatively about how to incentivize some, some extra work. Uh, students might, you know, recoil at the idea of what they might fear as homework or something. But, uh, you know, this is the Bible. This isn't like uh, just any old subject we're wanting people to, to lean more into. Um, and, I, and I think it could help them see a reward to some Bible study. Um, I, I also think, though, with recommended resources at the back of the book, there are a number of themes that do make the top 10 list of major themes to wrap our minds around. So if somebody's trying to learn more about the temple or the subject of God's uh, dwelling place in Old and New Testaments, uh, or the sacrificial system, uh, the notion of the kingship in the Old Testament. There are there are resources not only in the back of this book, but but certainly beyond. I, I wasn't at all trying to be exhaustive, obviously, but I, I know that good books have been written to address the same kinds of subjects that will be beneficial to teachers. So part of it will be getting a hold of the right resources as the teacher. I learned this way, right? By having certain things recommended to me that I just had not gotten a hold of. And that can really be paradigm shifting for me as a teacher. If I'm trying to teach something to students, I wanna know what sort of resource 
um, that I, I need to, to dig into. If I can take something to also put in their hands, then that's even better. What I'm, what I'm hoping people will find useful with this book is that if they're trying to um, introduce their students more or immerse them more into the biblical story, this is the kind of book they could give to students to read through together. And um, I'm, I'm hoping that those, those are the sort of strategies teachers and students might have. Uh, and, you know, I, I know some of that sounds like more work in terms of resources or a little pre, pre-reading before the lesson. Um, with the Old Testament, it's just going to require more from us all. It's going to be more challenging for the, for the teacher and leader normally, as well as for the students because not all of the Old Testament feels accessible to readers. Some of the narratives, but I just mean the majority of our Bible is the Old Testament, and it has intimidating parts for a reason. Uh, so I would, I would want us to just recognize, all right, as students and as teachers of students, we're just going to have to put more work into the Old Testament, and that's okay. That's going to be okay because the, the benefit, the, the payout for our own spiritual and relational lives with the students will be worth it without question. Um, and, I, and I think, in fact, the more we dig and in, in, invest into our study of the Old Testament, it will enrich our New Testament readings as well. Uh, so I think it, it just can, it's the gift that keeps on giving, as they say. And Mitch, yeah, so those are some was, initial thoughts there. Oh, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. If, no, if, yeah, if, um, if I was a youth leader who was like, oh man, this sounds awesome, I'm buy this book. Um, how would you recommend them uh, using your book? Would they? Would you recommend kind of going through a sermon series and just kind of using some of the themes or in the background? You, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I, I do think I would want this book to be a kind of groundwork or, or source material for a teaching series for a youth minister because I've, I've, I've uh, broken the subjects down into eight chapters. So it's not long. And that means in a couple months of youth ministry, you could have covered in a very reasonable pace the storyline of the Old Testament. Of course, people should take from these chapters what they find helpful, add to it what they feel like should be covered as well. But as, as far as the bare bones of what to cover over eight weeks, th this could be the exact sort of thing to walk through as a teaching series. I, I wouldn't want to stop there. I think if you had students who are uh, thoughtful readers or who would benefit by reading something along with a group, you could say, listen, you know, we're going to be meeting on this particular evening or this particular Saturday afternoon. And, and if you've got uh, some time this week to read this particular chapter for several pages, let's meet and discuss it. Um, I've ended each of the chapters with discussion questions, as well as some um, some uh, or ways of expecting uh, Jesus. And I want uh, this to provoke thoughtfulness and discussion from these chapters. I, so I hope uh, youth leaders will see it as source work for some kind of teaching series. Um, but I would, I, I would hope it would supplement materials that maybe individual students are already trying to go through in their Bible studies. Um, I, I also think if people are in settings where they're talking to more than just teenagers, uh, maybe they're talking about stuff to other youth leaders, other uh, people that are mentoring and training young people. Subjects like this are helpful because um, we're trying to help those who are helping young hearts know what young hearts need to be shaped by. And that is the story of scripture. 
that means we need to know the story well ourselves. And if, if leaders of young people will immerse themselves into the storyline of the scriptures, we will be that much more equipped uh, to help the young folks who will ask about it. Uh, because as they go through it, they will have questions. And it's good to, uh, to try to do some of that pre-work ourselves too. Yeah, and I just want to recommend to our listeners, you know, students are busy, you might be listening to this being like, how am I supposed to add a book discussion group, you know, to our already busy schedule, but uh, I have just found that where we can work in discussions like this into what's already happening. I know for me on Sunday mornings, uh, I have to usually it has to be older students who already have their driver's license, but um, they're willing to usually come a half hour early to discuss a book um, in my office. Now, I, I usually um, you know, I figure if they're going to come early, I might as well buy them donuts too, because if they're going to come discuss a theology <laughs> book, you know, might as well give the kid a donut, <laughs> like, and then I'll eat one too in the morning. But, you know, like we don't have to always add something extra, but look for the holes in our schedule. You know, our church has two services. So in between services gives a time where students can discuss um, with a youth leader, but it's really a double discipleship happening. If you can read it with a leader and a student, or if you can give it to a leader to read with a student, you're not only doing student discipleship, but you're also discipling another adult at the same time. And so I think that's just where we want to end this episode. I, one last question for you. Um, I've been encouraged uh, by reading this book, by reading it with students, by this discussion, but like in, in a couple sentences or maybe a paragraph, what encouragement um, would you have for, for youth leaders and youth workers just to actually teach the Old Testament to students? What would be one swing you'd want to give at them? Just say, let's just go for this. The Bible is not like any other book. And we have the great privilege to speak to people in groups, whether it's one-on-one -on -one, uh, even, or, uh, or large settings of, of gathered youth, um, to talk about the most important book of the world. And we don't have to apologize for the Old Testament. We can study it. We can proclaim it with confidence. We can point people to the God of creation because he is the one who has sent his son in the New Testament. We want to show that the God of the Old Testament is the God of the New Testament and that his redemptive plan fulfilled in Christ has ancient roots going all the way back to Genesis. I would encourage uh, youth leaders to have this kind of mindset of confidence and courage and boldness in the scriptures. Um, we, we need to inculcate conviction into the hearts of young people. And I think the Old Testament gives you uh, wonderful uh, resources in which to talk about uh, the kind of theological and doctrinal matters to shape the imaginations of young folks. So go at, go at it, youth leaders. It'll take some more work, but it's worth it. This is the book that's unlike any other book we know. Yeah, well, thank you for writing this book. Thank you for having this conversation with us to encourage youth workers today here on the Word in Youth Ministry. Also, just want to thank 10ofthose.com uh, for giving us 10 copies to give away to youth workers. So we'd love to hear from you, get these into your hand, but also just recommend that website to you um, to find rich resources. We know today there are many places we can buy books, but we don't always know um, uh, which books are good, which are not. And I love websites like 10ofthose.com that we can trust uh, the publisher and trust uh, the other books that they're not even publishing, but they're um, putting on their website um, that we can trust websites like that. So we just want to say thank you to them. So this has been episode 44 of the Word in Youth Ministry, thinking about teaching the Old Testament to students with Dr. Mitch Chase. And we look forward to being with you next time. Thanks for listening to The Word in Youth Ministry. To learn more about CPYU and the resources mentioned on today's podcast, 
visit us online at cpyu.org.